At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Short Shots, the abbreviated version of Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you as we dive into another week on the PGA Tour. Wes, good to be with you again. Uh, Kind of a down week. No real fireworks for us last week at Bermuda. And most of my guys really got on the wrong side of the draw. Mm -hmm. They got hammered by some heavy winds early on Thursday, uh, I didn't really see any of our guys crack the the top half of the leaderboard, kind of a down week, certainly for the long shots crew. But in the end, the 25 year old Australian Lucas Herbert takes home the top prize at 15 under par for the championship. And the big deal, her, uh, big deal here, Wes, he earns himself a trip into the field and that little event they hold in Augusta in Augusta, Georgia in April. Yeah. And also wraps up a two year PGA tour exemption. Uh, by the way, Lucas Herbert, now two wins this year, one on the PGA Tour, of course, at Bermuda last week where he was 66-1, and then also won the Irish Open earlier this year, So, and that was also in windy conditions. So maybe a guy to keep an eye on going forward in some uh, windier conditions or some bad weather. This guy can absolutely play. He also was in the mix at the Scottish Open earlier this summer. So now uh, Lucas Herbert, I believe that puts him in the top 50 in the world or at least certainly right by there, which basically means now he can essentially, and and it's 43 actually is where he's ranked now. So when you're top 50 in the world, that gets you in all the WGCs, that gets you in the match play, that gets you in the players championship, that pretty much gets you in almost every single major. So a huge win for Lucas Herbert, uh, that those windy conditions obviously got our guys because it seemed like most of our guys last week were in that Thursday morning where the wind was absolutely howling. Worst part of the draw, nobody could really rally for us on the weekend. 
And I, you know, weather is absolutely something you need to look at when you're handicapping any golf event. Uh, but it looked to me like there was just going to be wind all day, but really the teeth of it was in the morning wave. And that's where most of my guys were teeing off. So I was kind of done before it even got started. You mentioned Lucas Herbert and his ability to play in the wind. You know, Wes, again, when you're handicapping any golf tournament, it seems like that's a trait that we find very true with Australians. Mark Leishman, a very good wind player. Adam Scott, of course, has had great success at the Open Championship in his career. Uh, Matt Jones won the Honda Classic. That's typically a windy event. So I think that's something you just put in your notebook there that you look towards Aussies when the wind is blowing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Lucas Herbert does get the win by one shot over Danny Lee. Also a decent Another Australian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Danny Lee and Patrick Reed ended up tied for second. So, look, big thing for Lucas Herbert because now he becomes a full-time member of the PGA Tour. Also still has his European Tour status, so really can kind of be bi-coastal. And, and that's big for a lot of these guys because when you can win on both tours and you can make your schedule, uh, we kind of saw that with Aaron Rye now when he got his card through the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. A couple other European players did the exact same thing. So we're going to see a lot more of Lucas Herbert stateside in the future. Well, we find ourselves at another coastal venue this week for the Mayakoba Championship, El Camaleon Golf Course on Riviera Maya. Right, uh, right outside of Cancun, Mexico. And I've played this course before. I, I was a big fan back in the day of Greg Norman, and this is a Greg Norman design. So I wanted to go check it out when I was lucky enough to be on vacation there one time. Past Palum Greens, I uh, mentioned the Norman design. Lots of jungle uh, bordering these fairways. How did you break this one down, Wes? Yeah, and, and I think when you look at some of the uh, comparable courses here, uh, obviously the ones that have the Paspalum greens, as you mentioned, Brady, uh, in terms of looking at Cocoa Beach, where the Puerto Rico Open is, in terms of looking, uh, you know, you, I think Bermuda, even though the greens were different, was kind of a corollary. You're looking for these different courses uh, in terms of just, you know, the wind elements and being on the coastal courses. I felt Harbor Town was a very good link here where the RBC Heritage is held. A lot of guys that made my card are guys that have had either wins or very good finishes there. We know about the correlation with Wiley at the Sony Open. We've had a couple guys win not only at the Sony Open in Hawaii, but also this event at Mayakoba just in the recent last few years. Patton Kazire did it. Matt Kuchar did it. So I felt that those were ones you wanted to look at. Uh, you can maybe look a little bit at Sea Island, which is, of course, going to be, I believe, our final event of the PGA Tour season in three weeks. Uh, that's down there for the RSM Classic. So those were kind of the course correlations. You can also make an argument for Pebble Beach, maybe not as strong as some of the other course correlations, but still nonetheless a, a, coast, uh, off the, off, or a course rather off the course. Yeah, I have not been lucky enough to play Pebble Beach, but I've walked the course many times covering the AT&T uh, Pebble Pro-Am. And I, I get the coastal thing in the wind, but I really just did not see a lot of similarities between the two courses. But I'm really with you on the on the rest of them. Of course, YLA uh, for the Sony Open uh, on Oahu. Absolutely. You've had, uh, you know, similar winners and successful players at both courses there, YLI and uh, down here at uh, El Camaleon in Riviera Maya. I also went with Sea Island. I've actually played that course, too. It does it, it does have a little bit of the jump 
jungle bordering on some holes, but most of all, it's the coastal thing there. And also Harbortown to West, both of those two courses, a lot of foliage bordering some of the fairways at Harbortown, like Sea Island. But I think most of all, a little bit of that coastal element with the wind, but also shorter courses. I think courses that and and courses that require driving accuracy. Now, this could very well be a birdie fest here, which we do see typically at the RSM Classic, and we've seen guys tear up uh, Harbor Town before as well. But I think at these shorter courses, these shorter coastal courses that can turn into birdie fests, where driving accuracy comes into play, and that seems to be true at all these courses we're mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, what you're going to see is I think this course is a little bit more, and I've seen some other write-ups about it. You know, we talk a lot, Brady, about like these approach courses where it's a second shot golf course. We always say that about Jack Nicholas designs. This is really kind of like a first shot golf course, and it's not very long, just a little bit over 7,000 yards, but it's something if you keep it in the fairway, you're going to be able to attack here. So it's really what I looked at in terms of some of the stats. I looked at strokes gained off the tee, and I know sometimes that stat has a little bit of a bias to bombers, and you absolutely don't need a bomber necessarily to win here. Brendan Todd's won here before. He is a very short hitter. So, you know, but you want guys that are very good in, like, total driving that, you know, don't hit it too short, but hit it well enough. But basically, I think you want to rely a little bit more on accuracy maybe than distance on this course. And, of course, every week, approach game and your and your second shots and your irons are important. But I do think what we have here at El Camillion, this is much more of a first shot than second shot course. Yeah, I remember that well. You know, I didn't play especially well that day when I was down there uh, on this golf course, but I do remember off the tee was a huge factor. It opened up quite a bit uh, if you were in good position off the fairway, so I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, These guys, if they can find a good spot in the fairway, they should have uh, pretty easy angles in to attack these greens. The greens are a little bit larger, uh, so I think that'll, uh, you know, have them, uh, it should be an easier time for them to find the putting surfaces as well. And we've seen some pretty good putters win on this course. You mentioned Brendan Todd, Patton Kazire, Matt Kuchar. Uh, so maybe a hot putter will get it going again here this week uh, in Riviera Maya. All right, before we get to our plays for Maya Coba West, let's uh, go across the pond and get a little look at this week's European tour event, the Portugal Masters at the Dom Pedro Victoria Golf Course in Portugal. Pretty good-looking field this week on the European circuit. Yeah, BK, this is the last event actually in continental Europe at the Portugal Masters. Then you have two tournaments in Dubai. Uh, uh, two weeks from that is where you're going to have the final uh, at the uh, w- DP World Tour Championship at Dubai, which will determine who wins the European Tours race to Dubai. But, you know, pretty solid field here. Matt Wallace heads the betting board at 14-1, to had a four. 14th and a fourth, his last two starts stateside. Lori Cantor was the 54-hole leader three weeks ago at Valderrama, finished T4, but then followed up with the T5 in Mallorca in that Spanish swing. He is 20 to 1. Thomas Peters, Andrew Johnston, both 22 to 1. Uh, two top tens over the last month for Beef Johnston. Richard Bland having his career year, three top fives and another top ten scattered across the last seven starts, where of course he 
won the British Masters earlier this summer. He's at 25 to 1. I went a little bit down the board here. This is an Arnold Palmer design, Don Pedro Victoria in Villamora, Portugal. So I went a bit, a little bit under the radar here. And I tried to find guys that were really good putters because that's really, this turns into a putting contest and it absolutely has the last two years. George Cosia won this last year in 2020, Stephen Brown the year before. Last two winners were ranked first in the field for strokes gained putting. We know that's the hardest thing to really handicap, but that's what I tried to target and see if I can get somebody that's hot. And the first guy I actually did play was George Cotsia. I usually don't like to play guys back to back, but now he's a little bit more than double the price. The field quality is a lot better than it was last year, but 40 to one defending champion here, never finished worse than 31st and eight career starts at the event. He's one of the better putters on the European tour, actually ranked seventh in this field for strokes gained putting. And that theme's going to be a constant theme over these uh, six players that I played. Adrianos, 40 to one, had a few weeks to get over his near miss in Madrid, where he settled for a runner up, still trying to get that first European tour victory, fifth in this week's field for strokes gained putting. And then a guy who really out of form this year when you look at it, Eddie Pepperell, 55 to one. He has missed 10 of 21 cuts this year, doesn't have a single top 10 this season. But horse for course angle here, very good history. He's runner up in 2018, T6 in 2019. So maybe this is what's needed to get Pepperell going. Renato Peratore, the Italian, 66 to 1, ninth, 11th, and 25th in the three starts on the Spanish swing. And actually, in those respective fields, rated sixth, second, and second for strokes gained putting. Third overall on the tour in strokes gained putting, Renato Peratore, 66 to 1. Also at 66, Joachim Lagergren from Sweden. Really good record. Record on coastal courses and also here at Don Pedro Victoria, 17th, 14th, and a third last year at the Portugal Masters. Putter's been steady all season. He's actually first overall in strokes gained putting on the European Tour and has continued that form of late. And then the lawn bomb here, Sammy Valamaki, 175 to 1, a man from Finland, kind of in a sophomore slump, if you will, Brady. He's missed 12 of 21 cuts in his second season on the European Tour, did win in Oman during his rookie season, which is a another kind of coastal setup. However, hot putters do kind of reign supreme, and that's kind of been the consistent theme here. That part of the game is still very good. Six in this week's field for putting. All right. Very good. Well, let's uh, get to our plays for the Mayakoba championship and I'll start with mine here. Uh, the shortest shot on my board is Russell Henley, the Georgia bulldog. And of course there's the YLA country club, Sony open connection with Henley. Uh, he's played very well there in the past also at sea Island and already has a couple of top 25s in the 2022 season uh, at the CJ cup here uh, in Las Vegas. One of those recent finishes. He can be a real streaky putter too. We've seen this guy be one of the best putters on tour. Then we've seen it fall off a little bit, but when that putter gets hot, uh, that's when he's at his best. He was also seventh at the Wyndham. You and I remember that one Mm -hmm. when we nearly got him home there. We both had him that week, but you know, I think that kind of makes sense here with this course. We're looking at too. Wyndham, not necessarily coastal, but kind of a shorter hitter paradise where driving accuracy comes into play. So I got Russell Henley at 40 to one could have had him at 50 last night, but I really hadn't crunched all my numbers or anything like that. So was only able to get 40 today. Uh, Russell Knox at 80 to one. 
again, Russell Knox, that shorter, more accurate hitter. And he comes off of a real good week last week where he finished 12th in Bermuda, uh, got him at 80 to one. And then Chris Kirk, you know, he checks all those boxes, the Sony open at Wiley Harbor town, sea Island, of course, another Georgia bulldog. Uh, he just seems to be that type of player that plays well on these types of golf courses where accuracy and shorter track, uh, you know, plays into these types of guys hands. I believe he's at 85 to one on my card. And those were kind of really the, the guys that I pinpointed more. So the rest of my guys, Wes are just bombs that I think are real up and comers, uh, in the future of the PGA tour. I've talked about J- uh, Davis Riley before. Well, Davis Riley just finished seventh last week in Bermuda. So hopefully that form is coming around. He had been struggling a little bit in his, uh, you know, early introduction to the PGA tour, but a seventh last week gave me some signs. So I'll try a shot with him here at 225 to one uh, fellow corn Ferry tour star, Grayson Sig, who was your first round leader last week in Bermuda ended up finishing 22nd. He's a big hitter, very accurate off the tee and a great putter uh, also took him at 225 to one. And then my longest bomb Wes, 500 to one on the old miss rebel, Braden Thornberry. Uh, this is another name to watch out for on the PGA tour. When he gets a few rounds under his belt, I think this guy is going to be a player for top 10 finishes on the corn Ferry tour, including one right here in Las Vegas at the Paiute resort back in April, uh, tied for fifth there. He was also 11th at the corn Ferry tour tour championship just a couple of months ago. So I know this guy, or I expect this guy to be a real player on the PGA tour. Maybe it won't happen for a couple of years, but 500 to one, I had to give him a crack. Brady. I didn't get as crazy with the cheese whiz as a 500 to one, but we did land on a couple common selections. So I'll get those out of the way first. Russell Henley, I'm also on uh, right around 50 to 1 is where you can get him. Two missed cuts here at Mayakoba. So the course form doesn't really scream at you, but a lot of the models, if you're really into the stat models, he's number one in the field for driving accuracy, number one in the field for stroke gained approach, number one in the field for opportunities gained. And a lot of these marks are over the course of the last 36 rounds. You mentioned Good player on coastal courses. A lot of corollaries here. Won the Sony Open back in 2013 at YLI. Also has a couple top tens at Harbortown for the RBC Heritage. Three top tens at Sea Island for the RSM Classic and what's kind of a home game for him usually. So I ended up on Russell Henley as well. I ended up on the other Russell as well. Russell Knox, 80-1. to Led the field in GIR last week. Hit about 78% of his greens and got caught on the wrong end of the uh, win Thursday morning. I mentioned that. He was actually probably my best finisher on my card, I think, at tied for 12th, but had to really come from behind to rally to get that. Form here, very good. A second, third, and a ninth, and no missed cuts in eight efforts here. No finishes worse than 37th. Also a runner-up and a ninth at Harbortown. We mentioned the RBC Heritage, very strong correlated course and tournament. So I ended up on those two with you. I did play one short guy. I worry it's getting a little bit trendy because it seems like the whole world is on him. But I did take Abraham Answer at 20-1. to 1. Home game here in native Mexico. Best year of his career. Finally got that first PGA Tour win earlier this summer at the FedEx St. Jude, the WGC event down in Memphis. Also finished second at the Wells Fargo as part of that, uh, you know, just chase, trying to chase down Rory McIlroy and ended up one short. Three other top fives to boot. You know, now you're seeing him kind of on the precipice of breaking into the top 10 in the world. Very good form. Was 14th here at the CJ Cup in Vegas three weeks ago against a very good field. 
And he missed his cut on debut here in 2015, but it's made every cut since. Ninth, 21st, 8th, 12th, four most recent uh, visits. Uh, very accurate off the tee. Has been putting well of late. Really kind of popped on those models. And also... I do think that this is kind of a biggie for him. He wants to win in Mexico. He is a dual citizen, dual Mexican-American citizen, but he really wants to win this match or this event. I think he's going to prioritize it more than about anybody in the field, but everybody else is kind of thinking that too because you're now seeing him drift down to the teens where you're almost going to approach some Justin Thomas prices and who's actually the tournament favorite here in some markets. So it is very trendy, and sometimes those trendy guys – don't get there, but nevertheless, I am on answer 20 to 1. Joaquin Neiman, 55 to 1, also very good on coastal courses. Fifth at Kapalua in 2020, was second on the same course earlier this year, followed it up with another runner up at Wiley at the Sony Open. And I mentioned that Sony Open, Patton Kazire and Matt Kuchar not only won there at Wiley, also won here at Mayakoba. Going further down, Neiman, fifth at Harbortown, I believe, last year for the RBC Heritage. So, you know, he has the correlated form, was only T28 in Japan, but was seventh best in the field for greens and regulation. This is an event you got to hit greens to have a chance to make those putts. So uh, I think that's a higher priority this week. Joaquin Neiman, 55 to 1. Also, Ricky Fowler, 55 to 1. I'm going back in on Ricky Fowler. Mayakoba runner up to Patton Kazire here in 2017. T3 at the CJ Cup, right out here at the Summit Club in Las Vegas. That was his best finish anywhere in over two and a half years. And he was first in that field for greens and regulation. Strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained tee to green. Didn't really show the next time out at the Zozo in Japan, but. Speaking confidently, John Tillery, I think it's been very happy with this progress. That's his new swing coach. His old coach and his longtime advisor, Butch Harmon, is given the stamp of approval. So we might see Ricky Fowler start to play better golf here late in the year and maybe carrying it over into early 2022. Kevin Streelman, 75 to 1. He was a guy that really popped in several categories driving accuracy, fairways gain, opportunities gain, proximity to the hole from 100 to 125 yards. You're going to have some short irons into these greens this being barely above 7,000 yards and he's second in that category over the last 36 months also very good on coastal courses has a third and a sixth at Harbortown the RBC Heritage a T3 at Kapalua in the past also a runner-up in 2020 and a sixth in 2018 at Pebble Beach, another coastal course with some correlation here. So Kevin Streelman, 75 to one. Last guy I got though, Johnny Vegas, 80 to one. He was actually the runner-up this year earlier at Cocoa Beach, another correlated design in the Puerto Rico Open. And he's actually got three runner-up finishes this year. Not only the Puerto Rico Open, but T2 at the Palmetto, T2 at the 3M Open up in the Twin Cities. So He's been getting close, I, I think, to a win this year and obviously still playing here at the end of the year because he won us to finish off the year strong with three bridesmaids so far. Top 10 in this field for strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, opportunities gained, greens and regulation game, amongst others. So Johnny Vegas has been really hitting the ball very well, and if he can just make some putts this week, I think he's going to be on that first page come Sunday. Yeah, I think uh, most of those uh, or all of those make sense. And uh, Kevin Streelman, I, I thought you were going to fail to mention. Yeah, he's an absolute uh, horse at Pebble Beach. So, uh, you know, if the coastal and a little bit of wind comes into play there and certainly a very accurate, great ball striker, always hits a lot of greens and regulation. So Streelman uh, definitely makes sense to me. And then answer, I, I did take a look at answer. Uh, I, I agree with you that it gives him a lot of confidence, that win at the St. Jude down in Memphis. 
Um, the price was just a little bit short for me. And sometimes, you know how the home game gets these guys, but you're absolutely right. Both he and Ricky Fowler played really well at the CJ cup here in Las Vegas. So both of those guys in really good current form, I think that's going to about do it for us. Uh, Mr. Reynolds, anything else? No, we're good, Brady. I think we've actually got a decent field this week at Mayakova. Probably going to be arguably the best remaining field of the year. We'll see what Houston draws in a couple weeks and then the RSM. And then we are done for 2021. Yeah, we will be back next week. A full-length version of Long Shots. And Paul Stone, who hails from Texas, will be our guest to help us break down the Houston Open and then the RSM Classic. And then we won't be back until January when they start up the 2022 season at Kapalua. Enjoy the Mayakoba Championship. Thank you for tuning in to VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.